A new dramatic episode of The Bachelorette Diaries starts right now. Hey, welcome to another Bachelorette Diaries. I'm Tony. I'm Jody. And I'm Mark. And we are now here to talk about Season 11, Episode 8. The description on CityTV.com says, A bachelor travels the Irish countryside with Caitlin. A surprise visit changes Caitlin's journey. That is not what I remember the episode being. Who is a surprise visit? I don't know. Is it Butler person? Chris Hansen? Oh, that's a I, Chris Hansen? I, thought I was... guess so, because um, he comes in and describes the date card or gives them a date card when the guys were expecting a hometown date and they go home. Oh, yes, yes. That's right. he, he comes in and he rocks their world. Yeah. yeah, it's like, this is a game changer. <laughs> game changer. Okay, uh, but let's kind of start at the beginning of the episode. At the end of the last episode... We see Sean B. go into Caitlin's room at night, and he has to talk to her. He says, oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And there's like nine other guys here is what what she tells him. And it kind of seems like he's realizing the nature of the The show. show. Yeah. Uh, And I'm going to play a clip here. Are you in love with me? Like yes or no? What were you expecting? So, so. Sorry. Did she say that? I, she said. She does, yeah. Yeah, but she's like oh, correcting him oh, and being yeah. like, I'm not in love with you, but I'm falling in love with you. Which, there's a difference there. What is the difference? Because you're not there yet. Yeah. This happened to me once where um, I, I think I was in a very similar position. I don't think I, I – hopefully I wasn't so aggressive about getting that question out there and getting a response back. But that girl – who knows who she is? But she said – she's You're married to her now. I'm, I'm – it was – oh, boy, maybe I'll it, cut it this out. Nice. I'll, I'll cut this oh, out. you better cut this oh, out. Oh, boy. Yeah, you better, you better cut this out like you cut out last week's segment. <laughs> this shit's going in. But what is the difference between being in love with someone and – uh, falling falling in, love? in love with them. They're I, in the process of doing it. Yeah. And they may not end up being in love with somebody at the end of it. Okay, so... so she's leaving it more open than what he's looking for. He has a one in nine chance to fall in love with her, or her falling in love with him. I think his odds are a little bit better, because for some of the guys, zero. Uh, <laughs> it's not I like feel like by the, end, yeah, no. by the end of the episode, like he's not up there, though. Right? Oh, I, mm, yeah. Um, but I think what was interesting to me for this episode was, like you were saying earlier, like he's realizing he's playing this game. And I feel like that's a lot of what this episode was about. Like Caitlin also being like, oh, I'm playing this game. And therefore, these quote unquote mistakes. Because I spent the last episode feeling very, very confused about what the mistake was, right? Like, Oh, yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't explained this, at all. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, is it the sex? In which case, like, I don't know if... I don't know. I just 
feel like it could go the way of like shaming the woman for having sex with this guy. Yeah, yeah um, that's, but it's it, pretty bad. Yeah, and but it turned out in this episode that it actually wasn't, and we're like this episode was a whole process of us finding that and like finding Caitlin realizing she's playing the game as well and learning the lesson. Does that make sense? It does. Oh yeah, it does. Question mark. But um, no, it does. It does. But, yeah. But isn't doesn't she also say she sort of regrets what happened at the end of her date with Nick? Yes, exactly. So in the context of the game because it hurts other guys and she's very clear about not regretting the sex. Yeah. Which I appreciate it. And she actually says that. Yes. The fact that I've been intimate with Nick is not where the guilt comes from with me. The guilt comes from where my relationships are with other people. That's definitely it. Yeah. She sh- no one, okay. No one should feel bad that, especially in this competition, that you had sex with with him or, or yeah. if she had sex with the guy you're trying to find someone you love but the people who should feel bad and don't are the producers of the show who and the people who created the situation for everyone involved in the first place yeah the puppet yeah. masters yeah i mean to that um to that note we're all guilty too we consume this uh, we, we watch what they make yeah. and we love it and they know, knew that we would. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's this episode where I was like, oh, the producers really know what they're doing. Like, it's a formula, right? Like, of course, we're going to introduce these changes to the game where it's, like, unexpected and, ooh, drama. Um, but it, like, hits the notes in terms of, oh, yeah, I can relate to this. Or, like, oh, how volatile the whole heteronormative dating game is. Oh, wow. Sociology <laughs> major. Thanks, thanks for bringing in the expertise. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm glad we had someone with a degree so that we could feel like valid talking about this. <laughs> yes. That's as far as I could go. Okay, well, that, that still helps. That still helps. I, th- I think something else that helps with getting all this good material for a TV show is that it seems like everyone's drinking alcohol. It's all a lot of alcohol fueling these emotions and how people are reacting. Even when Sean... Um, John B., the first time that he goes up to her room at night without everyone, the first time, he walks, when he gets up to walk away, he's holding his beer, and, and it's just like, of course you're feeling this way. Maybe? I don't know. I, oh, yeah. Alcohol definitely brings out the emotions. I think he put her in a very tough position, and she she's acknowledges that. Like, she he puts her on the spot. That's right. Right? And that's not fair for her. At all, because you know there's eight other guys there. You can't, and in the back of your mind, you have to know it's a competition, and you can't uh, try to monopolize all her time and and all her emotions. That's right. Like if I was creating rules for the show, it wouldn't even be fair for him to go up there in the first place. Yeah, not at all, because you never know what could happen, right? Um, I mean, if this was like a real game that we're trying to fair if you're the producers of the show and you want scenes of drama and confrontation then this is great it, it is but then they acknowledge that they fucked up at the end because with like the whole game changer thing where they're like hey you've been spending too much time with 
certain amount of people and not enough with the rest of the team. Yeah. Oh. Is that them admitting that they fucked up? No, it's 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 them trying to steer uh, steer things back into the right direction, I feel. Yeah, okay. Uh we haven't I, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't watched anything before the seventh episode, so I, I don't know exactly how much time she spent with, with the other guys that we're not as familiar with. So it might just be that they just wanted to bring up more of these interesting characters that he chose to to be bachelors mm-hmm. for her love. Well, like, already she spent a lot of time with Sean and Nick, like, those two exclusively, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tan- um, Tanner had the one-on-one. So there's a lot of time with 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 him. So he's so forgettable that I don't remember that. Tanner? Tanner? Creeping the Creepersons? My boy Tanner? He's the oh, I thought that was Jared. Casey Affleck look like. Yeah, your your boy was Jared. Oh, my boy's Jared. Jared okay, yeah. so definitely Tanner was yeah. definitely forgettable. Uh, forgettable. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about Jared. His name was Tanner. Yeah, Jared was uh, Ashton Kutcher or Skinny right. Jim Halpert. Yes. yes Tanner yes, yes. was uh, low rent Casey Affleck. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember that. I would, I would remember a low rent case. Yeah, okay. Like. Well, all right. So after that night, Sean B has his aggressive, questioning, demanding, and confirmation of his love, and then we see Nick and Tanner walking in the courtyard, chatting about about Sean. About Sean. <laughs> he calls you the other guy. Does he really? <laughs> That's amazing. What a giant. I just think, you know, I think it's fine. Is it falling apart? Me after Eric got the rose. What's falling apart? Sean, Sean B was falling Sean apart. Oh, and he was. He was. Yeah. He's losing you could, it. You could very much tell he was, like, emotionally and mentally he was breaking down. Um, and, and part of it, uh, uh, I thought it was something similar to Ian, where all of it was just thinking about how cool he is, and oh, because of where he is in his life and who he is, he deserves mm-hmm. Caitlin's affections. Mm-hmm. But after watching this episode, I realized it's a little bit different from that because uh, of her quote-unquote mistake of giving him that specific validation in San Antonio, where she literally said, well, I don't know if literally, but something along the lines of... I think you're the one. I think you're yes. the one. You're the one. Out of all... I mean, at that point, there's probably more than 10 12. guys. There's probably 12 or 15. Yeah. So I kind of think he, what he's feeling is more valid than whatever Ian was oh, feeling. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. Because last week, when we were going through episode 7, we were sort of given a glimpse of, of what happened the night before. Because we were all like, oh... Sean was like, oh, I thought we had this thing, this connection. We never really knew, for us anyway, we never knew what that connection was until this episode where they tell us that uh, she had told him that, that, oh, I think you might be the one. And anyone, you're right, anyone in that position would be like, "Um, okay, I got this shit locked down. Mm -hmm. Right? Why even bother? And again, just judging from his arms, he probably feels like he is up there. Even Tanner says uh, Sean feels like he's on top of the totem pole, so that's why he isn't really um, getting to know Nick the way that the other guys do, Mm -hmm. which, again, is kind of weird that they're all friends, but then whatever. Um, Okay, then there is the two-on-one date Mm -hmm. between Caitlin and JJ and Joe. Joe. Yeah. I didn't know who JJ was. Oh, me neither. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I f- forget what they look like now. 
Oh, Joe is the more country Joe. one. Yeah. And JJ is not the more country one. He's the goofy one. Like, remember in the office when Pam went to New York to do the art class, and there was that friend that you think is kind of hit on Pam, but actually is very supportive of her art career? He looks like that guy. But JJ says... Today's the biggest day of my recent life. Which is great because it's he's getting to spend a lot of uh, more intimate time with Caitlin. But you have to recall, you find out later on in the episode, he was married before and has a three-year-old daughter. That's why he said recent life. Like, okay, I guess, so. I guess so. Daughter's only three, though, so... So, born... That's that's probably it, and then eh. okay, all right. <laughs> Born and then now this this date. Yeah, two lifestones. Um, milestones. We also know that JJ is a jokester because he says, you know, in the home of Bono, um, I wanted you to know <laughs> that uh, you know I'm really falling for you. What? The, the whole like oh, home of Bono. I wanted you to know. He didn't even say it like you too. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. flubbed it. You, you gotta go full commit, JJ. Can't have that. There's a reference. What? To a U two song. I wanted you to know. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right, love. Bono. He he was described by Caitlin as edgy and funny, which mm. that joke was not edgy, nor funny. He was a former investment banker. So when actually he started saying how, oh, I'm going to tell her the biggest regret I've had in my life, I thought it was going to be going into investment banking. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised when it turned out that it wasn't. Uh, I, I was spoiled because I, um, I read like a description okay. or something. And it's like JJ reveals something very important. And I'm like, oh, crap, here it goes. I thought that was a huge mistake he did that. Oh, definitely. But but you can see he he says I want I want this if I'm going to start this relationship with her, I want it to be on a solid foundation. So in order for him to do that, he needs to come clean. He can't have this thing hanging over them. Right? Yeah. Wait, what did you think was the mistake? Well, I I didn't know. Um but the f- Oh, sorry. The, the mistake was him telling her about his past infidelities so oh, okay. soon in the relationship. Because I think the emotional equivalent is like a third or fourth date. Yeah. Or even if you've been dating for four months, maybe it doesn't come up. Um, sure, she, at that point, she might know about your previous marriage, your daughter, um, and, and that it didn't work out. But maybe the fact that you cheated on your wife isn't i don't know i think you definitely have to come truthfully with that at some point at some point yeah at some point yeah but he wants to start off at the beginning which is i think is a good move yeah i think it's fair actually because if it's gonna be bothering him like he's not gonna enjoy whatever time she's spending yeah definitely but here's caitlin's reaction i appreciate you telling me that i don't know obviously you didn't have to tell me that yeah. That's good. Okay. Because she was all about, from the previous episode, she was all about saying, you know, I want you guys to be more honest with me and everything like that. And that's why Ian became honest, an honest dickhead. <laughs> right? So, so this was a perfect opportunity for JJ to be like, okay, I have this thing. It's been weighing on me. And it show, I think it shows good character. Huh? 
but it was hard. It's definitely hard, and it's a gambit too. Sure. Right? Because you could you could definitely put someone off by that. I'm like, okay, well, if you've done it once before, what's to say you haven't you won't do it again? Right. So yeah. it's a risk, but I think it's I think it's good for him to do because you're. It's going to come out at any point, at some point anyway, down the line. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, with our conversations with the producers and, and whatnot. Oh, especially too. Like, I, I even for, I for, I forgot, uh, especially for like if if he makes it to the end and they, had, they get to visit family, he's going to have to meet the kid, right? You're going to have to meet the ex-wife. Uh, you the think? ex-wife. Yeah, well, uh, maybe at some point there, there might be. Or she'd, maybe she'd want to talk to the ex-wife and be like, hey, you know, what happened? Sure. At least his mom. Uh, yeah, at the very least. But like, yeah, something like this. It's something like this could could blow blow up at the very end, and then just ruin his chances, right? So get it out and open now. All right. That date was super awkward, though, right? It was. Mm-hmm. How did they figure out whose turn it was to have? Um, I don't want to say intimacy, but some sort of like contact with Caitlin, because I noticed on the boat it would be like JJ would have her arm, uh, his arm around her, on the boat. Uh, while Joe would just be like twiddling his thumbs, and then when they're on the beach, Joe is like holding her hand, like they're when they're walking up the steps to the mini island or whatever. Joe is holding her hands, and JJ is like twiddling his thumbs. So everyone's, I guess, equal, yeah, equal like romantic time. But how do they figure that out? They must it's, have negotiated it beforehand and traded cows for it or something. I don't know. Um, but I think one thing that I enjoyed was how all the guys kept asking, do you mind if I steal her for a moment and just, like, escort her away? It's probably all pre-planned also. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's just a very, like, courteous, planned way of doing it. A very, like, 1950s debutante ball type of thing. Apparently those things still happen, right? Hell yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> What are you talking about, man? Filipino culture? 18-year-olds? For girls? The debut? Never mind. It's, it's the equivalent of a sweet 16. So if you want to learn more about Filipino culture, you can contact Mark at... Or just uh, Google Okay, us. I guess that, that'll, that'll work. That'll yeah. work, too. Oh, thanks for sending up that, uh, that uh, social media. That, that's fine. So uh, the weird three-way date ends with nobody getting the rose. But JJ gets the boot, and he says he there's zero regrets. He just wanted someone to share his life with and see how beautiful his daughter w- is. Mm-hmm. And back in my mind, I was thinking that could have been your ex-wife before you screwed it up. Yeah, that was actually really. Uh, so hold on. At that point, did Chris Hansen come and be like, "You got to start making choices"? No, that was just at the end of that weird three-way date after, uh, before they rode back on the boat. Okay, because that's weird that I, I, I don't. So I, I don't. I'm not sure how these double dates go. Do you usually like kick them? Pick one. Them? Yeah, I don't think so. Right? Do you do you usually be like, okay, this date was all right. No one got the rose. Um, like at the previous one, the previous double date, someone got the rose. Jerry got the rose. I think. Yeah, the group date, Jared got the rose. Everyone else got to stay. This one-on-one date. What about their double date? Oh, this is the one-on-one date. This is the one-on-one date from that one, yeah. Okay, and someone is supposed to get kicked off, I guess. I I guess for these things, it's one or the other. Yeah, so one stays, one goes. They might not get the rose, but one stays, one has to go. Okay. I feel like it's all very arbitrary. I'm sure once she decides, hey, this guy's not going to be my husband, they're not going to belabor that point and keep this guy. 
Okay. Well, no, I, I just thought that was weird. Like, it was unceremonious that that JJ just gets the boot like that. I think he got exactly what he deserved. Yeah. Because he's a cheater. I don't know. No, for being a totally uninteresting person. Oh. Wow. Okay, that's not, that's fair enough. I wonder what he does now. Actually, no, no. You know what, though? Um, Kaylin very much, I think, you're right. Well, she obviously kicked him out, so she knew she wasn't going to do it. But she had, she did notice or note that JJ had a three-year-old daughter and and that she didn't want to waste, uh, his, waste, time. waste his time. Exactly. If if this was a one to me. So I feel at that point already, she was already like, mm, definitely not going to do this one. Her mind was made up. Right. Right. Like at least 60%. Like she, she was leaning towards kick this guy off. Sure. So. And for a lot of people, the potential partner already having children, for whatever reason, is already a deal breaker. I don't know if that was what it was for him. Like like Jody mentioned, it, he was uninteresting to begin with. Then they cut to Sean B. doing exactly what Jody said they were doing when, when dates were going on. Sean B. was just sulking on the couch. Yeah, I see it as him throwing a hissy fit. <laughs> it's weird. Which is what he's always doing. Lately, that's all we've seen him doing. Like, we've been introduced, honestly, we started in, in episode 7. Um, and that's all we've seen Sean do so far is throw a fucking hissy That's his move. <laughs> his pity move? I don't know. Uh, during his fit, he said something interesting. This is definitely the hardest thing I've ever gone through. And, and when he said that, it made me think about uh, Ed Helms' character on The Office. Uh, Andy said the same thing. He said, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I haven't had a really hard life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I guess that's all I have to say about that. So what's nighttime now, right, at this point? Yeah, so it seems like before every rose ceremony, they have a cocktail party where uh, guys can get yeah. to talk to Caitlin or talk okay, to each other. Yeah. And, and I feel like cocktails are a big part of the bachelorette culture here because at the end um caitlin says something like oh it's not uh something without a cocktail at the end remember that that's okay <laughs> to this. i wrote it down i'm not saying that didn't happen i just uh no, I, I, remember fair. I remember hearing that quote. I just don't remember. I can't recall like what you said. There are a lot of cocktail parties, cocktails being sipped during dates, after dates. Well, because alcohol lowers your inhibitions, and you want to be able to get these characters, because that's what they are, um, to say what they feel without holding anything back. Yeah. It's good for the, it's good for right. the camera. Okay. No, that's not what you meant? No, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I meant. Yeah. Oh, again. Yeah. This happens again. You're right. Um, so Sean be sulking, and he goes up again. And at that time, Caitlin's being interviewed, mm -hmm. and you can hear the producer or the guy behind the camera who's talking to her. He says something along the lines of, copy that. Sean's on his way up to talk to you again. Oh, my God. When she hears that. She, she like rolled gives her eyes. the epic eye roll of yeah. doom. Like she's sick and tired of his fucking shit. Because <laughs> she was literally saying to the camera, like, I'm so emotionally exhausted right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do that. And then and then he she he comes up and yeah. then they do that that weird cut in, in the um in the commercial and then I like she she's like, I don't 
I don't, can't do this anymore. I literally, during that break, I went to get popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. Um, no, and then, like, fuck, man. Homeboy needs to back off. And I think he's come to the point where um, he, this is the, the crux where he's just like, okay, this is a game. I need to step back and let you handle your shit. And she tells that to him. Right? She's just like, hey, I think what we did in San Antonio might have been a mistake. You know, like, I, I probably shouldn't have worded it the way that I did, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So, like, he gets, he gets, I think he's, he gets, like, a dose of reality there. And he's just like, okay, wait. It's funny you worded it that way because the dose of reality is that they're part of the show. Whereas outside of the show, if these two people met, they would probably have an easier time getting together and, who knows, eventually getting married. Because he's only this emotional and this needy when she's showing mm-hmm. affection to other guys. Right. And by that same token, because he's so good looking, let's face it, she would probably put up with it a bit more if it wasn't in the context of the show and 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 he, that emotional need for validation would probably be toned down a bit. Yeah, I think so. Um like I can totally imagine without like eleven other guys that Sean would yeah. be a lot happier probably in this relationship. An interesting thing also was they they kept using this word validation. Uh, different people have used that word validation, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like when you're running a prison and you hear people when you interrogate them, they're using the same language. Obviously, they have this common vocabulary for a reason. They're probably talking. So it seems to me that the producers are. Are still I, I use the word producers, but people mm-hmm. working on the show. I don't know what what kind of role they are. But they're, they're probably talking with everyone about how they're feeling and all that, and, and maybe feeding yeah. this to them. Oh, definitely, because they ne- <laughs> they need some drama for this to happen, and clearly they see that this is what's agitating him the most, and they're like, let's just fucking poke, 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 until. Something happens, and something did happen. He went up a second time. <laughs> so I think I really appreciate it when Caitlin said, "Oh, I've been really unfair to you and everyone else." And then Sean was, I think, ready to be like, "Oh, no, no, no!" But and she also said, "And myself," which I think really was one of the things that made Sean realize that, "Oh, okay, you don't like me." <laughs> Well, it maybe he didn't realize that you don't like me, but what she said to him was in the moment rather than a reflection of how she truly feels. Yeah. And then at the end of that, Sean just said, I really think this is just a bump in the road. <laughs> he walked away. Yeah, good job, buddy. They, before the rose ceremony, they have the cocktail party, and dudes take their turn talking to Caitlin, checking in, and and just uh, framing previous events and their emotions, just so she has a better time making her decisions. I guess that's why they kind of put these things right before the rose ceremony. Through the whole episode, Caitlin kept saying, well, Caitlin and... Chris Henson or whatever his name is and some of the guys. Harrison? Chris Harrison is the host. Okay, the host. Um, Kept saying, 
oh, I know this is really, really hard, but I have to do this. This is the toughest thing I've ever done in my that life. That comes up a lot. It does. And they act as if, first of all, one, they didn't put themselves in this situation. <laughs> um, and second of all, it just kind of reinforces how the whole system is and whatever it throws at us, we're just going to take it and we're going to tough it out. Um, but they don't have to. Like That's what I kept feeling like throughout the episode. Before the rose ceremony, Kaylin kept saying, oh, this is going to be a really tough decision. But that's what reality television is. Like, you, you got yourself into this. You're absolutely right. What's to stop them from saying, yeah, this is really hard, and let's just stop the show, and uh, maybe in a couple of months, we'll just get in touch again and date like regular people. <laughs> I'm sure there's contractual uh, I'm sure there is and I think it's the way reality television has to be in order for people to identify with the characters because we very often just feels like things are being thrown at us and we have to deal with it and we just have to tough it out yeah you're, I mean so is, is, your, is your question like why don't people just say fuck it and leave or, or just more have awareness that this is all voluntary and you yeah. asked for this. Yeah, you don't have to be here if you don't want to. If this is so hard, you can leave. Yeah, you should have thought about that before you signed those contracts and agreed to be part of this weird situation. Right. But this this stems to our other question, too. We were talking about sort of like the meta-ness of this all and how many of these people are truly there to find love and how many of them are just plants and actors right on a different level on like the the top looking down that could be a thing as opposed to just this in a petri dish type situation right it'd be hilarious if sean b was the only real contestant everyone else was like <laughs> planted actors it was all plants and they meant it from the beginning yeah. like they, 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 <laughs> it's all orchestrated like a treatment show type thing yeah surprise surprise you just got punked and at, and then uh, uh, my boy Jared rips off the mask and reveals himself to be actually Ashley. <laughs> I would definitely watch The Bachelor Diaries more often than if they pulled Mission Impossible type reveals. Okay. Yeah. Oh, one thing that came up during that cocktail party, Nick, when he was spending time with Caitlin, he kind of broke down, revealed how terrified he oh, was yeah. about mm -hmm. the way she was reacting to the whole situation and the emotional toll it was taking on her. She was visibly shaken, and he was wondering what that was all about because he didn't have all the information that the viewers no. did, um, presumably. It's the point where uh, he starts crying. He did cry. I thought that added a new level to Nick. So personally, I think I, I'm still not 100% sold on Nick. But in in his one-on-one -on -one time, he starts to reveal like, "Hey, I'm." He was a little bit. He's he says he's feeling a little bit too confident, or he was feeling mm -hmm. a little bit confident. And in the previous one uh, bachelor that he was in, he was known as the overconfident one. So he didn't want to make the same mistakes. And I think that started um, to open some wounds that that weren't really healed, and that really messed him up and that allowed him to open up and start to feel all that in front of 
Kalen, which is which is he got vulnerable. Yeah, he got vulnerable, and and that's I mean that's what you want to see in in a partner to be able to show them their their vulnerable side and be comfortable enough with it to show it to you. And I thought that was really that really good on Nick. And Kalen thought so too. She said he was very sincere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and it was it was a big moment. It was definitely a big moment. Um, and it's sort of turning me around in Nick. Hmm. Uh, sort of, sort of. Interesting, because the tinkly, sad piano music didn't not help. Um, but right before that, Nick definitely lied by saying that, oh, I didn't tell the guys it was passionate, that it was intimate, when he totally did. No, I think he, I think he said he didn't tell the, what he said is he didn't tell the guys that they straight up did it. Yeah, but he also said, I didn't say it was intimate, but he definitely said that. He said it was passionate. He said, he said it was intimate. I, felt I wrote like it down both last Both of them time. were using, they were both using coded language to say, hey, I don't want you to tell the guys we had sex. And he was yeah. like using coded language to respond in kind saying, I didn't say we had sex. But both, I know, yeah. but we all know that he did. Oh, damn. We, we the viewers know, but some of them haven't been really bringing it outright because if they did sean would have confronted them i think by now some of the other guys jj benzi would have said something jared would have been emotionally whatever jared, jared does been, jared would have tried to make a joke and, and they kind of tease that at the end of this episode so it'll be interesting to see what happens um yeah. later on if she actually reviews that information and how the I guys they, react no, no they do no they have to because at, they say that you well they allude to it at the end of this episode that she is going to drop the bomb on everyone. And it looks like they're all sitting in a group setting and we hear the audio of her saying it, but it might just be her telling one. Who knows? Yeah, it could be one of those. I guess uh, we will find out. It it could be one of those editing cuts, producing cuts. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that's also interesting is that Nick, um, when he breaks down, he says something very interesting. Just remember how much I must like you. For someone who she was intimate with, he didn't use the word love. He said, I must, I must be someone who likes you. And we've kind of talked about what different words mean, falling in love versus being in love. But like, to me, is definitely a degree lower than any of those things. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting. I don't know. No, yeah, that's a good catch. Could it be that Nick had been playing all along? could just be different phrasing and in the moment he's like oh what's that word what i'll just say like instead i'm still thinking of that word but subconsciously that says something sure right it you didn't commit to a, a either your vocabulary isn't that big or you just didn't commit to a better word other than like which is maybe not good the subtext of it all right is you didn't use a bigger word right so where are your feelings there i guess we'll never know no we might we, we might we're at the rose ceremony at this point, and there's eight guys. Nick, Jared, and Joe already have roses, and there's three roses left on the table. So at the end of this rose ceremony, two guys got to go. Mm-hmm. At this point, did you guys have predictions about who would get the roses and who was going to get the boot? Let's see. So hold on. Nick, Jared, and Joe already have the roses. Joe already the roses. guys left waiting to be to get a rose or get cut would be Ben Z, Cupcake, Sean B, Ben H, and Tanner. For those of you who gave us feedback about how we don't remember people's names, we listened. 
That's a good call. Um, when did Joe get a rose? Oh, so after JJ got kicked off, Joe didn't get a rose. But then the rest of that day, um, Joe and Caitlin spent more time together, and he eventually got a rose. Okay. Did they show that? They did, but I don't know how formal it was that here is oh. that rose at... I must have been looking down and reading something else while I was... Sure, we do a lot of work and preparation for the show. Yeah, okay, so... Any predictions at that point before you... At, at this point, I thought I thought Sean was on the ropes. Yeah. Because Caitlin was so sick of his shit. Well, it seemed like it. Because yeah. he, is, he had been like a source of like a lot of trouble for, for that past two or three days. Just needy. Yeah, very needy. And then that's definitely not a good quality no. to have in a partner. But everyone's needy at some point. And she recognized that this is just weeks of whatever this is. And then if she finds the right person, it'll be years. So yeah. this, whatever it is, might be worth it if she finds the right person. She, she acknowledges that. Yeah. Um, but again, this is also a, a slight window into the true personalities oh, sure. of everyone there, right? So this could be the just scratching the surface of a bigger problem with Sean. It's right. like the thing in golf where there's these shots. When you miss, it really shows your personality and how you will have sex with your neighbor's daughter and all that stuff that Tiger Woods did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. When was this rose ceremony? Is this in the middle of the episode? I don't even remember. It's, near, it's closer to the end. Okay. It's at this Irish castle um, right after the cocktail parties. And oh, okay. This is, after this is before Clarny. So the next morning they get oh, on a, is it? the paddy wagon yeah. or the did, mini. Did you see? There was something on the bus that I th- I thought was like very like VC immature or something on the bus, and I remember I think did I someone tanked that, that bus. Huh? No, someone did not tank the bus. Um, for our listeners, uh, me and Tony went to the same school, and it was an all boys Catholic school, and um, graffi- uh, penis graffiti was was rampant. Um, so him saying, did they dank that bus was, did someone draw a penis on that bus? Uh, I know, but there was a a phrase, the phrasing at the top of the bus that I thought was a little bit comical, a little hee hee, like, um, toilet humor type thing. And I can see, I see Sean and I think someone else pointing at it and laughing. This is the exact bullshit that Ian did not stand for. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And that's, I wanted to call that out because this is the shit that Ian would not fucking stand for. So any predictions at that rose ceremony that y'all had? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Sean. Okay, Sean, yeah. I thought Sean was definitely going to get the boot. I was like, get rid of... I was like, if this was a, if this is a game I was playing, I was like, get rid of the source of all my anxiety totally. and shit like that. From a, from a producer standpoint, though, I don't know that that would have been a good call because of all that drama he was creating. No, for sure, for sure. But in pure game, like, game aspect, I'd be like, get rid of that. You don't need Liability. that. Liability. Just make it easy for yourself. I kind of called that Ben Zed and Tanner would not be getting roses because for that same reason, they weren't creating any drama. Uh, ben Zed played his role when, when he got all real about death. At the, yeah, at no, the and I thought and, that, was, that was pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. But Tanner? I have no Who nothing. is he? He, yeah. he had some weak rhymes during that wake. And, yeah. Um, and my, 
at this point forgettable. Exactly. Okay. Ron Riggle, Casey Affleck, you're gone. Yeah, and he was. And I thought it was very unfortunate that uh, that Ben Z got the boot. Uh, I don't think they really have that big of a connection. No, no, that's true. I mean, I I think I go back every time I, I, I see it, and then there's always that one guy who gets booted off who has like a real a real moment in front of the t- in front of the television cameras. Like last week, it was um, uh, Ian. Was it from last week? No, Joshua. Josh, yeah. whoever whoever was from. Uh, from Indianapolis, um, or sorry, from um, Straight Tyler, Rhode uh, Island. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. It wasn't Rhode Island. Oh. It wasn't Rhode Island. Jared's from Jared. Rhode Island. No, but it was it was the welder. It was the welder from um, <laughs> Straight Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Indiana. Yeah. yeah, Indiana. Thank you, Indiana. And then you're like, you should move to Indianapolis. I'm gonna cut this stuff out so people won't think that we still don't get these guys' names this right. But yeah, like he had a really good moment in front of the camera, and Benzi had a really good moment, and he's he brought it really like to the heart when he said oh i thought this was someone my mom would like would really like you know it's like fuck stop talking about your mom or any was what i was thinking actually (laughs) when i was watching that yeah okay i'm sure he thinks about his mom in these situations but i just feel like I feel like if I were the producer, I would have more respect and not put it in all of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But these are the producers of The Bachelor Diaries, so they'll take any kind of feeling they get. So they were like, yeah, play, play up the mom angle. Do it. Girls will love that. Yeah. Maybe not Caitlin. She's straight, but that's fine. So the roses go to Ben H., Sean B., Chris Cupcake. And the three of them join Nick, Jared, and Joe, and we see them next morning getting getting ready for this trip to Killarney. Caitlin pulls up in a mini, and she invites one of the guys to drive up with her, and the other guys get on this bus. And she says that Jared's the nicest guy to take on a road trip, and to me, it's like because she needs that palate cleanser. Wow. For all this, like, emotional baggage that the other guys are kind of well she's definitely yeah well you can rule out nick and you can rule out sean so those two weren't gonna go on that trip right um so no i think yeah you're right it was jared is i think the most fun out of all those guys who are left so she's like i need i need something yeah it's a good call that's a good site and to borrow ian's parlance though he's like a surface level person what she sees is what you get it's just a good time it's like how she would feel if she just drove up with a puppy instead of uh, yeah. a guy. Wow. Is that too much for your boy, Jared? <laughs> that's, that's, that's not my boy, Jared. But I mean, right. like, he's, one of, he's one who I, I think is a good, good uh, candidate for winning at the end of this race. You think so? Because it's very surface level, Mark. He's not deep like some of these other guys are. <laughs> yeah, but look where deep got everyone. All right, fair right. enough. We don't know this about Jared yet. This is only the surface. He might open up and, and get vulnerable. He might make. He might. He might. Uh, he might pull it off in Family Week if he makes. It oh, that you're right. Right. Who knows? But along this trip, he he talks about how he got lucky just to just spend this all his time with Caitlyn because it's so great to be with her. And I wondered if he would be so sincere if he knew about exactly what else was going on, like what happened with Nick and. Mm-hmm. And um, whether the banter would still be there if you had to deal with all this emotional 
moment, all these emotional moments that are that are happening to everyone else. Mm. Probably not. But what about what if what if he did know, but he he's so surface level that he chooses not to think about it. Well, why would you say surface level? Maybe he's just mentally there, all put together, and he's just like, I'm not gonna let these guys like their drama interfere what I have with you. This is I I only get so much time with you. Let's make the most out of it. Let's make some memories together. Let's make some memories. <laughs> gotta make some memories. Texas forever. Let's make let's make some moments so that at the very least when she comes down to making decisions, I have she has nothing but memorable moments with this person versus people who are like I have some memorable moments but the uh, the more negative ones start to come to the surface more with some other people. You kind of talked about this last time too when you said that I'm not going to focus on the competitors. It's just focusing on your relationship with Kaylin. So we know that he's consciously thinking about that. Mm. Yeah. Well, See? Jared more than surface I don't level. hate Jared. He's fine. I hate Nick though. That's fine. <laughs> so so uh, there's this great road trip in their mini um, and the guys pulling a Killarney on their bus, and it looks like a great place. We arrive in Killarney, the town is extremely beautiful because while it's clearly old, it's very well kept, and there's beautiful churches and hotels. This is what my soul looks like. So if you ever want to see what Cupcake's soul looks like, just visit Killarney in Ireland. I was very happy to hear something from Cupcake because we haven't seen him for the entire episode. And we see a lot of him for the rest of the episode. And the horrible part is that after, even before he says that and it reveals kind of his mindset pulling into Killarney, we've seen before the last commercial break what will happen at the end of this episode where, where he's... Where he goes on a date. He's going on a date, yeah. That was not what I was expecting it to be, though. No, okay. definitely not at all. Like, I thought it was just some, like, emotional sharing during a very nice mm-hmm. date. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. And the reason they, they all went on that date is because Chris Harrison comes in to talk to Caitlin. She, he explains to her, hey, you know what? Before we go home uh, and do these home dates, which is where she meets all the families of the of the guys who made it that far, there'll be a, li- a few more one-on-one dates to give everyone kind of equal footing as they go into that that point. Yeah, because they, he he had noted at that point that um, she had spent some time, a lot more time with some, and not enough with others. Yeah, but it just seems to me that Chris Harrison isn't a good listener. When I'm gonna play this clip, and I just really regret it. Oh, that's good. Like he's sitting next to her, talking, having a conversation with her. But the way he responds is kind of like he's watching TV as she's that's talking good. at him. Oh, you have regrets? Oh, that's good. Can you get me a beer, honey? Yeah, that's good. Maybe, maybe he's maybe he's like I'm fed up with this shit too. He I'd, did look very fed up. He was like, "You, you're not, you're not fucking playing this game right. You need to fucking get your head in the game. Good. Your feelings are hurt. Good." Here are some intimate overnight dates. Here you go. Let's make it worse. <laughs> go. Right, so he lays it out. Like, you know, there's six guys left. going to have some one-on-one dates. You're going to eliminate half of them. Pick three, and we're going to have these overnight dates as well as home dates. I thought the home dates were overnight dates. 
I I thought they were gonna have these intimate overnight dates, and then they're gonna do the home visits after. Oh, okay. After no. they eliminate three guys. Oh, so you're still in this picturesque, exotic locale while you have these. Um... Yeah, he mm. called them fantasy suits and these that's, exotic yes. dates. That sounds like the description that a pervert would give. <laughs> Come on, Chris Harrison. Come on, Chris Hansen. Which I called him at the beginning of the episode. Chris Hansen would be to catch a predator. That's the host of the catch. Oh, <laughs> what? So really? I had, no, I no no. This oh, is okay. I called him Chris Hansen. His name is Chris Harrison. But Chris but, Hansen is a real person who is the host, host of To Catch a Predator. To catch predator. Chris Harrison is is this dude. This dude. Okay, right. So the first date that she goes on is with Cupcake. And um, it actually looks like a wonderful place to visit. They get in this helicopter so nice. and, oh, and so go to beautiful. Cliffs of Moor. And it's a great place to just rip his heart out. Fuck off. He, like, she literally gets helicoptered out of his life. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> I was like, so you're just going to leave him there? Yeah. To fend for himself. She just starts walking away. I was like, where are you going? So, so they talk about uh, how their lives are going to be. She asked them straight up, what will our lives look like? Would I, would, would I move to Nashville? Would you stay in Nashville? He says it's a great place to raise kids. Mm-hmm. Pauses for effect, and she doesn't really say anything. And he starts talking <laughs> about going on adventures, and, and I'm like, he didn't really answer the question. But eventually she says, hey, I don't – this is this is not going to work out. I don't see you as my husband. Um, and they part ways. She gets on a helicopter and flies out of his life. Yeah. I, does she literally get in? Is there a shot of her getting into the helicopter? Yeah, she walks towards the helicopter. Does she then... get into it? When he breaks you know down and yeah. starts crying, she is in the helicopter. It's like interspersed at the oh, same okay. time. And he's right. not in the helicopter at the same time. So No, no, no. I, yeah, no I know, I know what do you want? No, I just, I just thought it was just clever. Um, editing? Yeah, yeah clever that, editing. that could be it. But you do see when he was breaking down that at the, the background. The there's... elevator. Yeah, the elevator side of the uh, <laughs> helicopter. Speaking of breaking down, he... he talks to himself in the third person as oh, he's I crying. Love it. I fucking love it. That's yeah. that's the type of shit. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't think I was going to cry. <laughs> Come on, Chris. I'll be together. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Oh man, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. That sucks, man. I did respect um, Caitlin for really just being honest and be like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm giving it a hundred percent. And with with Chris, with Chris, cupcake, my lovely cupcake. Um, that she was just like, I don't really fully see it. See us together in the future. So, well, you give her props for for being honest with him. Yeah. This happened only after she was told, hey, you got to cut through these guys. Don't string them along if you don't see a future with them. Mm. No, but that's good. No, definitely. Okay, okay. yeah. No, and, and like, granted, this is all part of the framework of the show, and, and that's what happened. You know what? I mean, like, it's better being cut now than next week when you think you had a chance. He says that, too. I think that she's wrong. 
and I don't think that she really knows what she wants. But I would much rather know now than next year or in 20 years. And it sucks, and it feels as bad as it looks. It's not the first time I've heard that, but every time he's talking in that voice and you hear the helicopter rotor start spinning up, it's heartbreaking. Oh, man. I, um, I don't know. I, I know this is just like the feelings at the beginning, but when he says, I, I think she's wrong, she doesn't know what she wants, that's just him. That's really him being bitter. Yeah. Right? I didn't like that. Yeah. It reminds me of like during the last episode when Sean was like, she doesn't know what she's doing. Why is she ruining our relationship? Yeah. It's that kind of bitterness, mm-hmm. right? She's just doing what she wants to do. Yeah. You don't control her. No. She wants to F that guy. She's allowed. She's, she, yeah, man. It's. Okay, maybe, maybe not. But then he did say, and I get it, I'm really scared too. Right? Does he say He, he did say something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Cupcake said that. Which what? I didn't know what he was referring to at all. When did he say that, though? But like, after, yeah, after he said, oh, oh, I'm not sure she's ready to find that yet, mm-hmm. and I get it. I'm really scared, too. I don't know what the context is. But... Did the producers know that he would be so emotional and break down? Is that why they chose Cliffs to put him <laughs> oh, next wow. to? Wow. So he jumps? I guess we'll never know. Is there, that's so a lot again, to see of him. I, again, that's leaving like leading the horse to water. Yeah, sort of. He he jumped on his own, Your Honor. We were just <laughs> filming a TV show. No, they they have they have enough grounds to uh, to say that he was more than just let on. Um, I don't know. Do you think his the emotions at the end make me really think that he's an actor? Like it's it's hard to get this out of my head. Like he's not, what? That he's just be, like he is one of the plants, the oh, theoretical really? plants. It's it's hard for me to get this concept out of my head now. That mm. um, some people would get so emotional. Like this one was, it was so emotional and to the point where it's over the top. He didn't know he was gonna cry. No, and <laughs> I actually, I mean, surely the whole thing was set up. But also, I I don't know. To me, at least, that was one of my favorite moments because one is really sad and yeah. it, it actually felt sincere to me and I can like relate to like whatever baggage he has that mm-hmm. like because he said people are perfectly capable of saying goodbye to me which makes me think that this is not the first time yeah. that this happened yeah that sucks um, and yeah so yeah. I was like I feel for you cupcake a, a, a little bit because yeah I, I recall hearing that line I'm saying wow that must be fucking hard man yeah because people are like, you're nice, but uh, I don't want to be with you, which is something I've heard. But the fact like, that he is so good looking and a dentist and like at the age that he's at, he does not need to go on a show to meet women to potentially become his wife. Mm-hmm. Unless his personality was so boring that no one can get past that. Could be. Maybe he's just an old soul and he belongs in Kalani. <laughs> With the beautiful churches. It's it's like my soul is looking into a mirror. That's what you get, by the way, for saying that. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, his nickname, Cupcake, is totally on brand. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the other dudes, to differentiate them, they add the initial of their last name. But he, to differentiate himself from the host, whose name is also Chris, 
as a nickname that mm-hmm. is totally representing kind of the way he is. He's a cupcake. Well, it's like when you think of a cupcake, it's got got you know frosting. It's it's sweet, but there's not much substance there. Isn't that kind uh, of just describe him? I don't know. I would like to get to know him. Oh, but I guess okay. we won't get a yeah, chance now. Favorite. Wow. Well, your favorites voted off the island. Yeah. I'm very sad. All right. So, uh, what kind of predictions do we have left? There's uh, five guys left. There's three guys that are going to go on their home dates. On the home dates. Who are our favorites for those three? I'll give you. Okay, my top three: Sean, Nick, Jared. Those three, I think, are just up to this point. That's the way I've I've seen. There's the most interaction between yeah. between those three and Caitlin. Um, she really hit it off with Nick. Apparently, she really hit it off with Sean, and from the looks of it, she really hit it off with Jared. Which means there are two, you know, the two left, right? The two left being Joe and Ben H. Joe, Joe ben. is kind of like a Southern guy. I I don't know his bio, but I feel like if she doesn't like horses, she's not gonna enjoy that home date. Ben H is still a wild card, though. Yeah, yeah. He had that real moment when he was talking to Caitlin about what happened in San Antonio. And just to make sure, hey, I, I just don't want to know that I'm not being strung along here. Oh, yeah. I, I could definitely be Sean on the outs because mm. of what's happened. Yeah. And being replaced by Ben Age. That's good picks. For the, uh, for the three. But, yeah, my, my top three, just, just strongly right off the top, Sean, Nick, and Jared. I think those are actually my picks, too. Me too, because as you were describing that, I was like, there were two other people. Like, I didn't remember them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Because we right. don't see a lot of them. No. And, and, and therein lies, that was the problem that, that they wanted to bring up with her. It's like, hey, these three people you've spent a lot of time with. We need to start getting some more screen time for these other two guys. Otherwise, it's just gonna, it's just a runaway. And Jared's got to get real. Otherwise, you won't be a real contender. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's got to open up. Yeah. Which could happen during home week. We don't know. Could, yeah. or, or at the overnight. Whatever switches it up. During the... What are they called? Previews? The teaser for the next teaser episode. Teaser for the next episode. Oh, um, oh. Nick says, you're the one person I have no respect for. Was he saying this to Caitlin? Sean. Oh, really? Because it cut Sean. to Caitlin. I, I think he was referring to Sean for sure, but it seemed like he was talking to Caitlin about he being the one person he, uh, oh. he doesn't respect. So I don't so, know. Uh, so, no, so what? Sean, Sean confronted Nick. Nick is telling Caitlin that Sean said this to me. I have no idea. That sounds very high school, so probably we'll see that next episode. That's, probably, that's what I feel like. And that, that very fits Nick's character of being a um, uh, backstabber. That I had noticed, uh, I had noted in the uh, see, see hints of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Oops. So. And then they'll get in their thing, and then Jared will be this palate cleanser, and yep. yeah, and uh, and then Jared would come in from 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 back of the pack to yeah. to win the race. Yeah, you're right. Ben H is a wild card, but there's no way he can he can overtake Jared. Are we overlooking Joe too early? Who's Joe? <laughs> The fifth person left in this. Oh, I thought that was just an answer to your question. <laughs> it was, definitely. It, uh, up until this one, yeah, it was. But yeah, the fifth guy. Are we overlooking oh, too much? Oh, double date person. Yeah. He's just fine. Okay. He's a very good looking man, but he's... I, I, I don't know what she has invested in that relationship at this point. Yeah. It's a palate cleanser that's not as whimsical as Jared. Jared. 
whom they have uh, history with. Oh, absolutely. Right. So. And she felt good that he said at some point he's falling for her and they had that connection. Mm-hmm. I think Caitlin at some point said, Drew lifted my spirit. And he absolutely did. Yeah. So I could, yeah, so there's probably going to be a intimate or whatever fantasy date with Joe, I want to say, coming up. To, to at least get in a notion of... It's like a one-on-one on kind of yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah. So, and then, ben, yeah, Joe and Ben H, probably. Well, no, she actually, no, wait, she just had a, she just had the double date with, with Joe. Um, and the way they, they cut it, it's it seems like a long time, but really that's like the day before. So why would she go on another date exactly. with Joe? Yeah. So I feel like maybe Ben H would probably be like the next logical choice mm-hmm. for one of these. And it'll kind of see where he's at. Yeah. You know, what kind of guy he is. All right. So, yeah, I mean... Started off weird, but like now I'm very much like invested into this, and I need to know who's gonna do what. Yeah, and we'll find out next episode. But for episode eight, any shit blossoms we want to give out? I mainly just want to give a freaking rose to Cupcake. Oh, he deserves it. Ass- I know. Assuming he didn't throw himself off. <laughs> so sad. More. She definitely. Well, he definitely got a, a rose. Yeah, man. The the rose of get the fuck off. <laughs> So yeah, no. Why, 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 why cupcake? It's just so sad. Like I feel like at the end there, that was when I really got into it. I was like, I care about this person. I hope you stay in, and I want to watch you. That sounds weird. Oh, you would have given a rose to cupcake. Yeah. Just. Oh, what did you think I said? I thought you meant so in the shit blossom segment. I thought you would you, you were going to give the shit blossom to, to cupcake. Yeah, no, I heard it Why as would a, a I consolation prize to this guy who's exactly. apparently given so much, uh, left his dental practice, and, <laughs> and on the cliffs of Moore had his heart ripped out. Just hold it together, Chris. It's not worth it. I promise I wouldn't cry. Any shit blossoms we want to give out? I know who I want to give it to. Go, Sean. Yeah. Sean puts Caitlin through such emotional stress uh, because of his insecurity at the beginning. Mm. Um, it, it, now we know why, because she she was basically led him on with uh, with a poorly phrased uh, declaration, I guess you could say. Yeah, and, and, and so it's valid, but you don't wreck the whole show by being so needy and needing mm-hmm. so much validation and going up to her room twice. Twice. Once, sure. Twice, come on, man. Yeah. And you could just see that emotional turmoil she was put through when the second time around, when she does like ah oh, the eye roll, like what the fuck, right? She's not digging that, no. So uh, at the time, like I'm, I'm sure if I was put in the same situation, if I was told so bluntly that, hey, I think you're the one, and I see her just going up with all these dudes, it's yeah, it would make me jealous, I think, and then. I would need to go up there. I need to confront her. Be like, so what's going on? What happened between us? What happened? Did something in between, something in between San Antonio and Dublin on the plane ride? Did I fart? Did I do something wrong to piss you off that made you want to go with all these guys? But then you, you have to realize. I think I, I, I would be, and I guess this is what Sean is. He's just so uh, focused in on his love. I guess he really wants it that badly that he's blinded to everything else. To the concept of, hey, you are here with nine other dudes. There are, it's not just you anymore. You're on The Bachelorette, man. Yeah. That's what happens. All right, Sean B., will you accept this shit, Blossom? I don't yes. know why I'm first. It's okay. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Texas forever. 
Gotta make some memories. <laughs> All right, so that was it. That was episode eight. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. See you later, everyone. <laughs>